You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 57, brought to you by Indwelling. Stay tuned for the beginning of the podcast as we will tell you all about this organization and their upcoming March Madness pool. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. No one's young anymore, so you don't make plans after the bar. Right. You just can yeah. barely make <laughs> yeah. it to the bar. <laughs> Derek and Steve present... Correct. That's correct. One for one. And answered very confidently. That. I listened to your podcast last week and then looked up the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> if you are going and would like to coordinate with us, shoot us a text or, uh, I guess, go to the website and fill out the form. <laughs> yeah, so if you would like to go to Mary Ann's with us, actually, please don't text us. Please go to our website <laughs> and fill out a feedback form. Um, saying how many people you are with. And if you'd like can, to eat beforehand, please <laughs> add yeah, that in a separate Make line. sure that's in a note. Yeah, exactly. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 57 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? What's going on? Back to the old usual yep, start. The old reliable. Um, uh, what's going on? Not much. 57 is good. Yeah, yeah 57 A few is more good. till 60. 60 is a good number. Yep. Uh, we got a pretty good episode, Getting I closer think. closer to 100. You know. um, closer to 100. One episode closer. That's the next big party for us. Yep. Or 75. Yeah. I guess yeah, we so can celebrate we can 75. Little, 75 was what they did like that uh, quarter quell in Hunger Games. So, so they, guess, they, they, they did a big... Uh, so are we going to call it the quarter quell? Yeah, we'll call it. Or can we, think, <laughs> of some, can we think, think of something better? Yeah, I think we can probably think of something better. All right. But we can make it similar to that, you know? Cool. Um, well, to kick it off, uh, we want to do a little shout out to Indwelling again. Um, last week when we promoted the... Uh, the March Madness pool, the brackets were not set. Uh, now they are officially set when you're listening to this, so you can go online and, and actually create your bracket. Go to indwelling.org. Um, it's an excellent organization. One of our good friends um, works there, and they are also the sponsor of this podcast. Uh, so we do want to try to promote them when we can. So indwelling.org, 10 bucks to 50-50 March Madness pool. Um, indwelling.org, and you can fill out your pool there and i think it's over like 500 dollars now nice. so the the pool is about 250 obviously if it's 50 50 so uh, the more people sign up the more money you'll get yeah more money i'll get actually because right, I'm, right. I'm participating well, yeah right right and the more money steve gets the better the podcast the better the podcast will be right because i'll invest exactly. i'll reinvest exactly into the podcast <laughs> exactly so that's how that works so um if you like listening to us then you should sign up for the march madness pool it's as simple as that so um, so head over to indwelling.org and you can do that. Um, I believe it has all the instructions there for you to sign and up. It's, it's innndwelling.com. Right. Correct. Um, so there it is. So that kicks us into the first quarter, which is the BC update, which, uh, we have a volunteer dinner you would like to talk about, which you've been to before and I'll be attending for the first time this yeah. year. Yeah. So, um, I've been, I went to this last year for the first time, the BC volunteer dinner. Uh, it's Friday, April 7th, 2017. Uh, at 6 p.m. at the Boston Park Plaza Hotel. It's a very, very great event, probably one of the better events after the Fenway event um, near, around Christmas. Uh, this is probably my second favorite. It's it's for gold members, graduates of the last decade, it's 25 bucks, and you get a guest. So it's basically 1250 if you split it with someone. Uh, I think outside of 10 years, it's 50 bucks, but it's totally worth it. You get a, a spectacular dinner, uh, I think an open bar or either a, a bar with a, a bunch of drink tickets. Um, the event is great. The volunteers are, are they give up, they go up and give speeches and they're they're actually at least last year were, were pretty spectacular. I was I was pretty blown away by the speeches that were given. Uh, there's a few young people who are given awards. There's a few um, older people who are given awards and in a bunch of different in industries. So it's a lot of fun. It's 
Still a long way out, so you can plan it out. It's Friday night. It's 6 p.m. reception, 7 p.m. dinner. It's good networking. Get to sit at a table. I think you get assigned a table with people from your oh, okay. year, I think. Um, either way, you, you meet a bunch of people who, who you wouldn't normally uh, chat with at like a networking event because you actually get to sit down and have dinner. So it's, it's a very good event, and we're both going. Yeah. We're doing the splitsies. Yeah, doing the splitsies. So uh, so it should be fun. It's uh, unlike most of the other BC events that I've been to and that it's on a Friday night. Yeah, um, which and is it's nice. Very well planned out. It's a it's an event that is for the award recipients, not really for the the people watching, which right. makes it even better for the people watching because right. they feel like it, they've invested a lot into this moment for them. Right, right. There you go. So that's good. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing uh, what that goes like. First year going to that for me, uh, and obviously as Steve mentioned, been to it before, and I highly highly recommended event. Can anybody just uh, you know, who, who's it available to? Are any of our listeners able to sign up and go to this, or is it more on the invite basis? I'm oh, not... no, anyone can go. It's. It, I mean, I think you have to be a BC grad. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. that's well, a right, stipulation. Right. But... Do you have to be a donor of a certain... Um... No, I don't right. think so. I think. I mean, the fact that you have to buy a ticket, Yeah. It, it's, it's like I said, it's more out. about honoring the, the volunteer right. award recipients. So right. uh, I think they, they could care less who shows up, really. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's. I mean, if you're paying twelve fifty and you get a few drinks and dinner on Friday yeah. night and a good event with BC grads. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. So there it is, Friday, April 7th, uh, 6 p.m. reception, 7 p.m. dinner at the Boston Park Plaza Hotel, uh, the BC Volunteer Dinner. So that yeah, and you can, just go- you can just Google that, yeah, and it'll yeah. come up to register. Right, right. So unlike the other events where you have to get the email, and then maybe your friend has to forward you the email because you didn't get it and, and yeah. all that other thing. Yeah, and that um, still happened. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. People, random people get random emails, <laughs> yeah. and random people get random <laughs> physical mail because bc doesn't really have it together when it comes to (laughs) contacting people but that being said um this is your this is your uh, public service announcement so there you go so the bc volunteer dinner uh and that ends the bc update uh bc basketball missed the tournament unfortunately missed it again i heard i heard first four out i heard yeah seventh straight year yeah so um it's a lot that's a long time for an ACC school not to make the it tournament. Is, yes, it is. Yes, it is. On related note, actually, BC Hockey, uh, I, don't, I can't offer much to say, but they did advance around in the Hockey East. Apparently, yeah. looked very good. So they're against they're in the finals. Yeah. So if they win the finals, it's basically an automatic bid. It is. It is. So an which is bid. perfect. And That's... and their deep run might have gotten them back into the tournament, even if they don't win, yeah. uh, because they were a fringe team. So, so keep that's an eye something on, to keep an eye on for sure. BC yeah. Hockey is Saturday night. It's I don't know what else you're doing on Saturday night besides watching college basketball, but if you're not, yep. watch college hockey. Yeah, because uh, BC go. could make it, which is uh, pretty big for yeah, a, and a very lackluster sports season for Boston College. And I will say, um, the Hockey East Championship I went to several times as a kid. Uh, it's always at the Garden, um, and it's a good event, uh, regardless of if your team's. You know, if you're a hockey fan, it's a good event, regardless of which two teams are in it. Uh, if your team is in it, I actually don't know if I've been as just a BC fan when they've been in the Hockey East Championship at at the Garden. But I do highly recommend it um, because the th- that game is always a very good atmosphere. It's j- it's a packed house, unlike the Bean Pot, which has the split game. You know, so you go to the Bean Pot final, and there's always empty sections in there because it's a two game ticket. Uh, the Hockey East Championship is not like that. Um, it's always going to be full. It's generally filled with a lot of um, families that have brought their kids who play hockey there and it's just like a really it's a good environment there at the hockey's championship so i do recommend it if and everybody's it, looking it's probably it. so without looking derek think of the two best opponents bc could have to play against yep just that period would be bu in hockey east just period there's like the two most the best two opponents any boston college team could play 
Oh, BU or Notre Dame. Correct. Those are the two. Those are the two options. Oh, those are who's facing off in the semifinal yes. on the other side. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, I, I even more highly recommend it um, to go to that game if you're or if you're around in Boston. So, um, so there you go. Wow. The when either gonna either, either way, going to be either going to be Boston College versus Boston University or Boston College versus Notre Dame in the Hockey East finals yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. At the Garden. Yeah. Which I wish I could go. I'm out of town this weekend, but yeah, so you guys am I. should consider. So um, yeah, I'm going to be skiing. Yeah, you guys just going skiing. Yeah, I will attempt to get that game uh, to watch. Keep an eye on that game somehow, stream it or something like that. But uh, I-, I would rather see BCBU uh, as, mu- as yeah. much as BC well, Notre BU's, Dame. BU is great. BU is really good, and the hockey the hockey rivalry is is um, way exemplified for BU over Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a general rivalry, but the hockey rivalry isn't really there. It's just because of the fact that they're Notre Dame that that's a rivalry. Yeah, the, we're not, the we BU has a genuine. We're not really comparable in any sport besides hockey. Yeah. To Notre Dame, yeah. even though hockey, we don't really consider them a big rival yeah. in hockey. Right, it's so. true. So. So there you go. There's the BC update, uh, and that brings us into the second quarter, which is the return of a game that we've taken a few weeks off of, but it is Know Your Tens. And uh, a quick note before we get started, the topic today is the top uh, 10 all-time NBA scoring leaders, and we're going to recommend that you pull up that list um, before listening to this segment, because our contestant uh, gives a lot of analysis that I think is intriguing to look at the list side-by-side with his commentary. Yeah, so we we have obviously already listened to this and are and have had and he had he has participated in the Know Your Tens game, um, and it, I don't want to give anything away, but if you're not a basketball fan and don't want to play along, check out the list because he he kind of crushes it. All right, and now we welcome onto the show Eric Hamlet, my good friend, um, Boston College grad, and also a good friend from my home state of Florida. Eric Hamlet, how you doing? I'm doing great. Are you nervous? Thanks Are you, for having you me. Nervous, guys. excited? What? How do you feel? Uh, so I, I, I'm excited. I would say that. Uh, yeah, had a good day. So ready for for whatever you're throwing at me. Here. We we can no t- we can tell the people that you got promoted today. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, the first thank to say, well, probably much. not the first, but <laughs> the best to say congratulations so far. <laughs> well, much appreciated. So, all right. Yeah, so so first of all, uh, congratulations on not being nervous. Our first contestant that has not been nervous so far. So <laughs> they usually all, is, is, that a, is that a typical thing? They that all say, they're all they just nervous, say, nervous a little nervous. This? They usually go, I'm excited and a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so Well, hopefully I won't fall flat on my face here, but... <laughs> So uh, Eric Hamlet is fearless, and the topic that we will be going for today is the top ten all-time receiving yards no. leader. Oh, sorry, that's the yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> that, that was, the, that was the football one. <laughs> We're not doing all-time receiving yards leader. We're doing the top okay. ten all-time scorers in NBA history. All oh right. man, this is my category. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, so let me tell the the listeners the rules. You know the rules because you've listened before, but. We're gonna mm-hmm. give. You've got 15 guesses to guess the top 10 all-time NBA scores. You'll hear bu- you'll hear the buzzer when you're wrong, the ding when you're right. I'll keep track and we'll kind of update you randomly as you go. Uh, once you hit 10 guesses, let's say you're six for 10, seven for 10, you won't be penalized for correct guesses. So if you guess the next one right, you'll be eight for 10. If you guess the next one right, you'll be nine for 10, etc. 
Um, okay. All right. Are you ready to play Know Your Tens, Eric Hamlet? I, I believe I know the tens. You think you know <laughs> oh, yeah. all? You think you know all ten? I you know I think so. I, I right. we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. I right. say start us off when you're ready. Okay. Um, so number one is uh, the great Luel Cinder, also known as uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> I see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Correct. That's number one on the list with 38,387 points. One for awesome. one. One for one. One for one. Um, I got to say Kobe Bryant's got to be up there. Kobe Bryant. Can we see Kobe Bryant? That's correct. That one's number three at 33,643 points. So you got number one and number three, and you are two for two. Okay. Um, I mean, you got to go with his airness. You got Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Can we see Michael Jordan? Another one. That's correct. That's number four. So you're you're three for three. You've kind of cruised through. You're you've hit one, three, and four. Uh, I'm hoping this category is not too easy. <laughs> There's a couple tough ones, I think. Mm, maybe not. All okay. right. You're three for three, Ham. Keep it coming. Um, man. Uh, I would say Los Angeles Lakers legend Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Can I see Carl Malone? That one's also correct. That's number two. So now you've got one, two, three, and four in your first four guesses, which is incredibly impressive. That's a hot pace. So I, so I, I also have to say I am like a huge NBA fan. Um, <laughs> so I, I, like obviously I'm, I'm trying to talk this up right now, but of course I'll, I'll probably uh, completely fall like on my feet towards the end here. Um, wait, so I've got. So what, what's been the order so far? You're, you're one, you've gotten one, two, three, and four. You, Kareem, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Okay. Four for four. Um, I mean, I, the one that's recently been in the news was uh, the German, Dirk Nowitzki, hit the 30,000-point uh, plateau, that's I true. think, this past week. That's true. That's got to be in the top ten. Is that, are you locking it in? That, that, that is my final answer. Dirk Nowitzki, final answer. Num- yeah. Dirk is number six on the list. So you're one, two, three, four, six. And five for five. Okay. Important. Five for five. That's the best pace we've seen, I think. Okay. Um, you know, it gets kind of tough because you get, you get the guys that have had, like, super long careers potentially. Um, I would say, I mean, you got to go. Shaq Diesel. <laughs> Shaq he's Diesel. Like the all time like I think he the average the most in the finals all time. I'm not sure. I, that's not pulled Sounds up. Right. That's not on my list. <laughs> Sounds like it could be. <laughs> Orlando Magic great. Uh Shaquille O'Neal. There you go. Shaquille O'Neal. Can we see Shaquille O'Neal? That is also oh correct. Gosh, he's cruising. <laughs> Hamlet, so you are officially six for six. I, I don't want to make you nervous. I don't want to slow your pace down. But I want you to, how you feeling? Six for six is the best pace we've ever had. It is. No one's ever Dude, gone. So, no one's ever gone ten for I, ten. I don't no. think anyone's ever gotten all ten. Not yeah. Technically, there's that feel, music one. But I felt confident at the very start, but but I'm I'm feeling a little less confident now that <laughs> we're getting to the, <laughs> the 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 nitty gritty here. All right, so let me give you this. You've got your six for six. There's four people left, and the people on the list are number five, eight, nine, and ten. 
those are the all-time scorer leaders that you haven't gotten yet. Five, eight, okay. nine, and ten. Hmm. I, I try to think back. Um, there's one I think, think back you're, on the old NBA. There's one I think you're not gonna get. So I, I think, I think there's one really tough one on here. Yeah. I don't even know this but, person. But, but we don't want to throw you off here, so just don't worry about the really tough one yet. You still got four. Um, I would... It's like old NBA. I mean, there's, like, you'd think, like, Larry Bird, but, like, that's more... Like, he, had, he was just crippled with injuries towards the end of his career. Um... Pete Maravich would probably be up there, but he also had serious injuries. This analysis is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Pistol Pete's one of my, probably my, my favorite all-time NBA player. Um, fun fact. There's fun Hamlet fact. Yeah, recently recently had his jersey retired, I think this past week with uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, wow. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. Can I see Will Chamberlain? Yeah. That's correct. That's number five. Oh gosh! Feel like he feel like he scored a thousand points in a game. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. That might be true. Uh, yes. So you are now seven for seven, and you've gotten the top seven people. Just incredible pace. This right is now. unheard of. This is not what we were expecting. <laughs> I should have kept it on the football category. Man, if if it was football, I would be I would probably be struggling. Uh, I would just say Jerry Rice as many times as I can. <laughs> that would have gotten you. you one for however many times you said it. One for, <laughs> one for fifteen. Um. Okay. Um, so you're missing three players left on the list: number eight, nine, and ten, all-time eight, nine, NBA 10. scoring leaders. Let me read you who you have. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in order: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Dirk Nowitzki, Shaquille O'Neal. Who's missing from that list? Three people. Seven for seven, which is incredible. Man, man. So, so now it 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 gets into like the longevity play of just like which guys had like serious, serious careers. Because you, you think about the guys that like played like sixteen, seventeen years in the NBA. Um. And then, yeah, I don't know. There's, like, the young bloods, too. So you got, <laughs> you got, you got like, Paul Pierce is probably, like, top 25, definitely not top 10. Uh, you got, like, Tim Duncan, but he was more of a defensive player. But, like, still had, like, a pretty, pretty extended career. Um, oh, sheesh. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James? Is probably top 10. How old is he now? Is he, like, 30? 32, 33? Well, uh, let me check that real quick That's, for you. No, don't tell him. He doesn't need any hints. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't tell you. But he is, yeah, he is one of those ages. He's one of the ages he, you said. He had a couple scoring titles. You're locking him in? I'll, lock, I'll, I'll, go, with, I'll go with LeBron, as much as I hate him. LeBron <laughs> James. Can I see LeBron James? <laughs> Number eight. Just go knocking him down in order. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. All right, eight for eight. So you just need nine and ten, and you are eight for eight. <laughs> this is a fact. Wait, is so f- how, many, how many more guesses do I have here? <laughs> well, technically you have seven guesses left yeah. to, get oh, two pe- to get two people. Um, 
So we've got Kareem. We've got – I try to think about guys that played in that era. There's like Kareem. There's Bill Russell. Pete Maravich. Steve Nicholas. Steve Nicholas, who I've still yet to block. What <laughs> um, still dream every single night about blocking Steve Nicholas' shot at Ringer Park. <laughs> um, it's not going to happen. And then, see, there were some guys. There's like Dominique, but he wasn't really a huge scorer. Like, then there's like. Like Akeem Olajuwon, but like he was, I feel like his career was kind of short. Um, and then there were like the old, old guys like Walt Frazier. Man, you, uh, you've got like it all Moses together. Malone. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I would go with, I guess I would go with Hakeem. I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot that as a guess. All right, Hakeem Olajuwon. Can we see Hakeem Olajuwon? Let's go! (laughs) Finally one wrong. And the one that you've gotten wrong so far, Hakeem Olajuwon, is number 11 on the list. So So I was close. (laughs) Even your misses are the best misses possible. Are are, are we doing top 15? I mean, you could could try to name top 15. You're on pace to do it, so we'll we'll give you a chance. But so far, that counts as a miss. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah, that would have been right. embarrassing for our show. It would have been. I, I still think there's. I still don't think he's gonna go for, get all ten. I, I think there's a name on here he won't get. You hear that, um, Hamlet? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I take I take that as a, a serious challenge. Because <laughs> um, because it's funny. I watch a lot. I, I used to watch. Uh, I used to get like NBA classics, so I'd watch like the hardwood games. <laughs> um, we got a true, we got a true fan. Yeah. Well, then this is this is a this is a top ten you got to know as a true basketball fan. Then I try to think about like because because the whole thing is you think about like the franchises like who were their like all time like players because mm-hmm. um, like I would I would say Bill Russell but he was he was all defense like that team had like Hondo Kuzi. I think old because you like you got to think about like non-expansion teams because that's when that's when there were like more more games you got more games but you got to think about whatever you need to think about to get the last two people that's what you got to think about <laughs> I mean I would I would maybe say uh, you're gonna have the to... Sixers were an, the Sixers were an ABA team I would say between like, you're gonna have to pull the trigger. You're gonna have to pull it. Uh, I mean, I would say Moses Malone. Moses Malone, you're gonna lock that one. Yeah. In? Yeah, uh, I'm locked in. All right. All right, Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Can I see Moses Malone? <laughs> Number nine. No <way>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy smokes! Dude, I mean, the, the only reason I say that is because I remember. Him, like I feel like he played in the NBA for like 25 years. <laughs> hey, you are nine for eleven. Nine for ten. Nine for ten. You are nine for ten. Yeah, you are nine for ten. That was, Im- you almost <laughs> swept us. Um, so, but I will say this with Derek: I don't think you're going to get the last one. I don't think you will. It's a challenge. That is that's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Man, I wish I could say like a magic player, but we really just oh, have never had any scores. I wish, I wish too, Hamlet. <laughs> um, I mean, back. Shaq, we can count Shaq. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, he only played like, like what, three or four seasons with, hey, the, with the Magic. We'll 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 take it. We've got an all we got an all time <laughs> score. Um, man, I would say let's go with let's go with some more old Lakers because I feel like the Lakers always had a bunch of like crazy scores. Um, we could go with the logo. We can go with Jerry West. Jerry West. Can we see Jerry West? Oh, way off oh, the reservation. No. <laughs> Number 20 all time. So not even your famed top 15. Oh, gosh. It's starting to look embarrassing out here. <laughs> okay, so what am I? I'm, I'm nine, nine, nine for nine, 12? Nine for 11. Okay. You're nine for 11, three, and you're missing guesses. the number 10 all-time score, and... The amount of points this person scored is 27,313. Well, Steve, that was really helpful. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that, that, that point value at the end really narrowed that one down. Well, that's all you're uh, getting, so <laughs> get used to it. Man. Uh, what is, can, I, can I ask if it's like a new era or old era player or no? no? Nope. No hints? <laughs> no hints. Oh, man. Uh... Maybe say. Maybe if you when you get to fourteenth guess, I'll I'll tell you the answer to that question. Okay. I mean, I think I'm gonna keep guessing old players because they, they just the level of competition was just nothing back then. I would go with I would go with the original Mr. Triple Double, Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson. Can we see Oscar Robertson? Ooh. No way. Number twelve. Number twelve on the list. Okay. So you've got one through nine and eleven and twelve in addition to number twenty but not number 10 yet. Okay. Um, I mean, I could go, I could go with the, the namesake, uh, Big E, Mr. Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes. It's, Can we see the Big E, Mr. Elvin Hayes? I think he played for the... <laughs> Was El that a ding? El <laughs> <laughs> Elvin Hayes is correct, number 10. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was that Dude, I was, I was just pulling old names out of my, out of my, uh, my ass there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wow. officially, on officially 13 guesses, wow. guessed the top 10 NBA scores. That's really good. And the thing is, the ones you missed were Hakeem Olajuwon, number 11, Oscar Robertson, number 12, and Jerry, Rest, Jerry West, number 20. So that was an unbelievable Man, that's crazy wow. that Jerry West is 20. All right, I'll give you no unlimited. You get 30 seconds. Yeah. Try to name the rest, the rest of 13 through 19. Just note, just. 13 through 19. Unlimited guesses? Unlimited guesses just for 30 rapid seconds. Fire for Wait, 30 let, seconds. let Derek yep, yep. put a timer on. Uh, let me, oh, I gotta, man. I gotta find a timer. Hold on. Take your time. Second. Mentally. You Wait, so I've got. Pile a few okay, up. So I've pile got a few up. 13 of. Or, no, I've got 13 of the 20. So you've gotten 11, 12, and 20. So 13 through 19 are fair game, unlimited guesses. And we're okay. And we're not gonna. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna ding it or just gonna? I, I don't. I won't have time to ding it. We'll, we'll tell you how many. We'll tell you how many you got, right you got after. All right. So Steve, okay. you gotta keep track of how many are right and wrong. I'm doing I'll keep that. Keep the timer. Go. All right. Here we go. Three, Three two, two, one, go. Okay. Uh, Tracy McGrady, Jerry West, 
um, Bob Cousy, uh, Havlicek, um, Bill Russell, Alex English, uh, Tim Duncan, um, Vince Carter, Ray Allen, uh, Allen Iverson, Pete Maravich, um, you know, so David Robinson. Uh, did I say Bob Cousy? I don't know why Four. I keep saying Bob Cousy. Three seconds. Um, uh, KG. Um, maybe maybe Pierce. Timer is up. We'll give him Pierce on the last we'll one as well. We'll give him Pierce as the last one as well, but you're lucky. <laughs> so I'll tell you the ones you got. 11-12, Hakeem, Oscar Robertson. Number 13, you missed Dominique Wilkins. Oh, uh, you, no. men- you mentioned, that one earlier. You mentioned yeah, it earlier. Uh, but- <laughs> okay. Then 14, Tim Duncan. 15, John Havlicek. 16, Paul Pierce. 17, Kevin oh. Garnett. 18, Alex English. 19, you're going to be bummed you missed. Reggie Miller. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So not not bad for thirty for the thirty second lightning round. You got one, two, three, four, five right. And uh it looks like Ray Allen and Vince Carter were twenty two and twenty three as well. So top oh, 20, no, top twenty five. But yeah. So well, Wow. Hamlet, unbelievable performance. Definitely our best. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. That, that was by yeah. far like easily the best we've had. Yeah. I mean is it an easy category? Was it an easy category? Uh, it was an, I guess it was easier than some of our sports categories have been, but it certainly wasn't, I don't think, super easy. I, I, like, I mean, it's on par with most of our sports categories. Yeah, like other, like other people would say Tim Duncan, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. Like they would start naming those. Char- yeah. You, you didn't yeah, even, but there's, you didn't there, even there's me- the whole old NBA, ABA. Yeah. Sport, you didn't even sport mention sport. Charles Barkley. He's 26 on the list. That's, that would have been like the first oh, person man. I mentioned. <laughs> I mean, yeah, nine, but nine he, he wasn't he wasn't a huge scorer. He was he was great, but he wasn't he he had like a more well rounded game. It wasn't See? like yeah. as much relied on. This the is scoring. why you were the one who won. That's why you won the game, Hamlet. Um, all right, <laughs> Hamlet. One last parting thought for you. I want to get your opinion. Um, upcoming Tampa Bay Buccaneers season. Just signing oh, Deshaun gosh. Jackson. What do you think? You know, you know, I I'm optimistic. So, so Steve, I I got to tell you this, and it might break your heart, but I'm a huge Broncos fan. I'll oh, get the heck my out first, of here. My first, my oh, first yes. NFL game as a kid. I don't was give in, a like, crap where you're first. I think it was ninety. Game. I think it was ninety six in Denver, oh. and it was uh, John Elway. My family ended up buying a Jeep from John Elway uh, dealership. Um, I I ate Eddie McCaffrey's as a kid. Uh, I've <laughs> I've just been a huge Broncos fan. So, I'm over it. Um. In terms, in terms of local teams, I guess I I would say that the Bucks, the Bucks look good, man. I, I mean, now that they've got like kind of another patronize, receiver to Don't rely on. patronize me, Hamlet. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying I'm I'm saying I, I think that they're they definitely made made the right move in signing Deshaun. It'll be interesting to see how Jameis plays with him as a deep threat. Um, All right, and just how like how him and Mike Evans like that is a scary combination in terms of just like a vertical threat or just two like serious vertical threats. All right. Good <laughs> good save. Good save. <laughs> All right. Well, Hamlet. I can... mean, I'm, I'm definitely more concerned with the Orlando Magic, but. Oh, gosh. We stink. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's so bad. But at least we know we stink. It's not like we have yeah. to be hopeful about anything. Sure. You're not an yeah. NBA. We, not... We, we embrace our lack of identity as a team. You're not, we... a, you're not an NBA purgatory. That's a good thing. Matt, yeah. You're in the lottery. So. But, like, we nobody cares. <laughs> like, nobody cares. Yeah. No one cares. 
Anyway, Hamlet, congrats again on the big promotion. Go out and celebrate. Um, en- <laughs> enjoy the snow day, uh, and well freaking done on yeah, the seriously. game. That's pretty impressive. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All uh, right. Pleasure. All righty. Thanks, Eric. Talk, talk to you later. Talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. So thanks again to Eric Hamlet for a record-breaking performance. Un- Records, record-setting performance. Believable. I mean – now someone has to go 10 for 10 if they're going to beat him, which is tough. Ten, well, 10 for 12, technically. To okay, him, sure. But, we'll give him 10 but for yeah. 12. But yeah, because, I mean, yeah, 10 for 13. Holy cow. Uh, and and getting 11 and 12 on the list, too. So that's about as close as you can get uh, to a perfect round. So It was impressive. It was yeah, so. unbelievable. Nice job, Eric Hammett. Uh, I'm guessing it's a bit of the uh, promotion mojo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, that ends the second quarter of Know Your Tens. Bring us into the third quarter. Shortest third third quarter in the history of our show. It sure. is pop culture. There's one thing in the quarter. Yeah. Go ahead, um, Steve. Tonight's the Bachelor finale. Tonight is the finale of The Bachelor, the show. Uh, and that's all and I that's got. That's it. That's all so we got. So fourth quarter, sports. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so going into sports, we have obviously a decent amount going on in sports with basketball and NFL offseason action, which has actually been ex- ex- very busy uh, over the last week or so. So... Uh, we'll get started. Um, bracket Madness. You want to kick it off? Bracket Madness. I'll kick it off, although I'm probably not the best person to kick it off. I'm in the minority here. I don't love March Madness, and I, and I we can have an argument about that another time. <laughs> but I, I I'm I'm excited because I'm a big gambler. I like to bet on sports, and this is a very semi legal way to do so because everyone does it. Um, I'm going all. Basically, I don't want to give away my bracket, but I, I don't pick a ton of upsets. That's just because yeah. that's just not who who I am and what I <laughs> what I see this tournament as. So I, I'm basically all number ones in my final four, maybe just one number two. But um, I'm excited. Games start Thursday. Yeah, the, so, well, the real games, the playing games start tomorrow. I think. Yeah, two, Tuesday or today, if you're listening. Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, are the playing games, and then Thursday is. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the infamous four days to kick off the tournament that are phenomenal. You know, just games all the time. Do you want to um, pick? Do you want to tell people our winners? Because uh, I want to sure. go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're um, not going through the whole bracket. Yeah. I mean, so, we should go one by one. Yeah. Each every game. game through all the rounds. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Let's do that. And we can analyze each one and, yeah. and why we think, yeah, that's a great idea. All right. Starting with Middle Tennessee over. No, <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Um, I have Gonzaga winning it all. I nice. I know nothing about. I've watched zero Gonzaga games. Um, that's it. Kelly uh, Olenek posted an Instagram story. He's from about, Gonzaga. He's from Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. I might have Does to that change. Make you rethink yeah. <laughs> Darn it! I wish I didn't know um, that. Um, Kelly Olenek is from Gonzaga. Uh, my champion is Kansas, number one seed as well. Very safe pick. Uh, I have two number ones and a two and a three, I think, in my f- my final four. So I went Who's, a little bit. How about this? Do you have a surprise team? Surprise. Do team. you have a team you think? Because I can, I can say a few. Quick notes about the tournament is FGCU is back. Dunk City yeah, is Dunk back. Dunk City. Dunk City um, is they back. Play Are they Flor- playing? They play Florida State. Oh, okay. No, they're not. They're, they're not a 14 playing. seed versus number three seed Florida right. State um, in the first round. So it's in-state rivalry. Dunk City versus my uh, favorite college team after Boston College, Florida State. Um, and then there's no other really great matchups to start with and no other real big surprises. Um, Middle Tennessee, Minnesota. That was the one I was talking about. Yeah, there you go. Um, but any surprises? Let me Derek? see. Let, uh, let me just scan my bracket to see if I put any um, any real underdog teams into the Sweet 16. I'll say because that's really what it takes to be a quote unquote a surprise, unless you're mm-hmm. having a 15 or a 14 seed win. Uh, so I'm going to go with this. I uh, Nevada is my team uh, as a What's... 12 seed. Oh. Nevada is going to the Sweet 16 for me. 
with wins over Iowa State and Purdue. So that's what I'm going to go with. Um, and then is that it? Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, Princeton. I'm going to have Princeton as a 12 seed, also beating Notre Dame. Wow. In the first round, but then not making it to the Sweet 16. Okay, though. let me see what my so. lowest uh, Sweet 16 is. Not many, because I'm, <laughs> I'm not usually the guy who does that. But um, oh, one more thing I'll add. Uh, right. URI is going to win a game this year. All right. Uh, my one, my for one year alma mater, uh, freshman year I spent there. They actually do have a pretty good basketball program there uh, for what they are, and they have a first round matchup as an 11 seed against Creighton, the six seed, and I'm going to take URI to win a game. Had a boy. Yep. That's a that's a hot pick. Yeah. Um. So my deepest is in the Sweet Sixteen is Creighton. Creighton. S- number six. Creighton. <laughs> Beating URI. Beating URI. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but yes. Beating the team that you just said's gonna win a game. Cause, cause screw your prediction. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, just lined up. Well, I will say this. Iona is is uh, uh my parents' alma mater, oh, yeah. so I'll be rooting for them over Oregon and then over Rhode Island if they end up winning a game. Yeah. Are you picking Iona or just rooting for them? Just rooting for yeah, them. I actually picked Oregon to go pretty far in my in my bracket. So, um, that's so it. there it is. Yeah, that's our that's the type of analysis you'll get from this show. <laughs> <laughs> not a ton, right? But just enough. As in, haven't watched any of these teams. I have not so, seen one basketball um, game. I know a few of the pro prospects on a couple of these teams, and that sort of factored into my decision making, but not much. Uh, more so based, I generally base it on things like. Such as, I know Baylor's not going to win the big game they need to win. Yeah. Like, because Baylor doesn't do that. And I base it on, um, are you a basketball school? Yeah. And have you let me down in the past in this tournament? Which yeah. most, of the, most of the time the answer so, is yes. So. In a similar vein to this gambling event in America, the college bowl pool is big for me, and I do a lot more research, and I can mm-hmm. give you a bit more about my strategies. March Madness is such a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of bothers me that people think that like they've got a winning bracket, it, like the, the companies literally offer millions and billions of like was it Warren Buffett offered a billion dollars yeah. if someone got a perfect bracket? Yeah, like obviously perfect bracket's impossible, or at least so statistically improbable that yeah. it's not going to happen. But people still like are like, oh my god, <laughs> I know everyone. Yeah. I'm going to get everyone yeah. right. So there's so, that. Yeah. We're, I'm going to get everyone wrong. I don't uh, think I'll get everyone wrong, but you'll get most of them wrong. What would be more impressive to get everyone wrong or everyone right? Everyone. Well, I, well, I guess it's 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 impossible. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible because you're out at the first round if everyone wrong. But it's, yeah, because people get the whole first round right. Yeah, it'd be oh, much, yeah, all yeah. the time, all the time. But but yeah. to actually get everyone wrong means like tons of sixteens, fifteens, fourteens, thirteens, all one. That'd be insane if somebody had every pick wrong. It's probably the same probability. Yeah, it probably is for the first round. It is. Yes. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's your, That's it. Let's move there's on. Your raving March Let's Madness analysis. Um, I will say this: so Michigan is a is in the tournament. They are a. Do you see there? Seven. There is Michigan seven is 10. a seven seed, so they have a really awesome story. Um, Michigan recently in the uh, in the Big Ten, right? Yes. In the Big Ten, um, had a very interesting uh, story to win the Big Big Ten Big Ten tournament. Um, they weren't playing too well in the mid- middle of the season. They lost that heartbreaker to Northwestern. Uh, um, it was just kind of like an up-and-down season for them. They finally started playing well, make it to the Big Ten tournament. They're about to leave Michigan to go to D.C. on a plane. The, the f- basketball team is. Their plane, because of wind, never takes off, ends up skidding off the runway, hitting a bunch of, um, like going into a ditch and hitting a fence. And a few people had to get stitches, and there's there some injuries, but uh, fortunately no one was killed. 
Um, but it was a, it was considered a plane crash. It, it's it's under investigation as a plane crash. So Michigan had to decide whether to forfeit the game, which was being played the next day, or hop on the next flight without their gear because it was an investigation. So they the plane crash is being investigated, so they can't take anything off. So they just hopped on the next flight, flew to D.C., played the, played the game the next day in their practice jerseys and whatever shoes they could round up from, like, the trainers and, and people donating. I mean, they're sponsored by Jordan, so that I'm was sure helpful. They had plenty of shoes. So they had plenty still, of shoes. It's still not their normal. But they played, yeah. they played the first round in their practice jerseys, which had just numbers on the back, no names, numbers on the front. It said Michigan basketball on it, just like <laughs> a very cheesy yeah. shirt. They end up winning. They win out. They win the Big Ten tournament. Now they've got this whole, like, background story. They're all, like, so thankful to be alive. So if you want a good – I mean, seven's not really Cinderella, but if you want a good yeah, story I mean, it's to root Cinderella for, Cinderella to go deep. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would say Michigan. I'm, I I don't know if I have them winning. I'm going to pick them to win. I'm going to pick them to beat Louisville. All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there Making go. decisions Just on, the on the fly. Just change on the fly. No, I might do the same thing. I got Oregon winning in the next round anyway. Why not? I'll take Michigan. There you go. Michigan's our team. Get on the Michigan bandwagon. Yeah. It's a cool story. Surviving plane crashes. If you can survive a plane crash and then win the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> what can't you do? What can't you do? Well, how, who am I to say you except, can't win Except March win March Madness because you yeah. can't. Right. Cause, yeah. Because no one can. No one can yeah. if you're less, unless you're a three-seater <laughs> lower. So uh, so there's Michigan's story. Um, anything else on basketball before you want to move on? No, I will say this. To be honest, I really don't watch college. It's of all the sports, of oh, yeah. all of the sports, yeah. it's the one I don't follow the most. So all of that analysis was just kind of pulling oh, yeah. it out That's of our, the same our butts. Me. And I do generally still watch March Madness, but I don't watch the regular season oh, college yeah. basketball. I watch all, March Madness at all. Yeah, uh, we were talking about how college basketball is on ESPN too often. They need to put NBA basketball on more often. Put bowling on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's well, bad. ESPN don't. does that too. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So that's that for. College basketball brings us to NFL offseason. Um, so a lot of stuff going on. Uh, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm uh, being blinded a little bit by how active the Patriots are when I say it's been in an active offseason across the league. But oh, I feel I like it, it has been I in general been, anyway. Yeah. Um, but we'll start there with the Patriots, and then we'll go to the Bucks, and then we'll talk about everybody else. So Perfect. Uh, Patriots offseasons are generally not like this. Uh, this is very surprising for uh, for Bill Belichick and the Pats. To summarize, there are three main moves that they have made. Uh, they traded a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks, uh, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Now, Patriots don't often trade their first-round picks away. Uh, but they unless should. Unless they're trading them for more draft picks, which Belichick does all the time. Um, but, yes, you're right. You know, with, they're with, not with great short, drafters. With short windows, they're not phenomenal drafters, really. Uh, they're not They're not great first-round drafters. They're, they sure, they yeah, find yeah. a lot of guys later in the draft. Um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. <laughs> um, so they trade their first-round pick for Brandon Cooks. They trade a third-round pick for Coney Ealy, who was a uh, defensive lineman on the Panthers, who had a big Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, and then they signed Stephon Gilmore, who's cornerback, Pro Bowl cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, to a uh, five-year, $13 million a year. Uh, or Sorry, four or five years. I, I don't remember how. I think it was five years, $13 million a year. Um, so just shelling out money and draft picks for big names, uh, on the both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, so very, very interesting. Uh, and, and the only thing I want to touch on is how this plays in with Malcolm Butler, because Malcolm Butler obviously mm. is the big storyline feels like Dante Hightower is not as big of a storyline right now because there's just this weird feeling that he's not really going to leave, but Butler is, uh, reportedly not happy with the way things are going. Um, the Patriots tendered him a $4 million 
break it down. For, break it down offer. for people who don't know who Malcolm Butler is. So Malcolm Butler is a cornerback on the Patriots. He's the guy who had the interception in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks that you all probably heard about. He's their number one cornerback, uh, but not potentially not anymore because they just signed Stephon Gilmore, who presumably Belichick is paying to be the number one cornerback. Thirteen million dollars is number one corner money. That's a lot of money for. Um, now I don't want to. I don't want to. I could break this down for a while because I've had. I've, I've talked about it a lot. So please, I want. I want to. Don't do that. I will not do that. I want to break down one interesting angle that uh, some people are thinking is is relevant here at play with with this whole Stephon Gilmore thing. So. Uh, Malcolm Butler is a restricted free agent, meaning that any offer that he signs with another team, the Patriots can match. And if the Patriots don't match it, they get a first-round pick as compensation. So they have a ton of leverage here in this Butler situation. Mm -hmm. Some people believe that Belichick actually went out and signed the number one corner on the market, which is Stephon Gilmore, to a $13 million deal, um, meaning that he's willing to pay Butler anything less than that. And so now by setting the market for the cornerbacks at $13 million, because nobody will now pay Butler more than $13 because Butler is not considered as good as Gilmore. So a lot of people think that basically he negotiated Butler's price. He basically set the ceiling on Butler's price and that now other teams will negotiate to see what they end up paying Butler, which is an interesting theory. I'm not sure if that's what Belichick is doing because I kind of still don't think that he'll pay Butler now $12 million if someone signs him. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money in two cornerbacks. Um, but it is interesting because of how much leverage they have. So, so why couldn't? So that's just a gamble saying no one will pay Butler that much because quote unquote, he's Cause, not that good. Because well, not not that he's not that good, but that he's the clear number two. That okay. supposedly he's the clear number two on the market behind Gilmore. That may not be true. You know, some team might say, supply, you know, let's screw that. Supply and demand. Exactly. The, you know, the, but in general, in sports, usually in the free agencies, the first guy that gets signed sets the bar if he's the best guy. You know, so. Um, you see it a lot of time where they set the market. E even if he's not the best guy, it sort of is used as the measuring stick. And sure. so with Gilmore having a, a better overall resume as far as Pro Bowls and stuff go, um, you know, that could be the case. So either way, it'll be interesting. Honestly, the, the part the Patriots have a lot of leverage in is that teams might just decide they don't want to go through the process of signing an offer sheet and then have to give up a first-rounder. You know, you know, they might not consider – giving up a first round pick for a free agent, something that's worth yeah. it. So. so so I understand it makes sense. Like it's it, it the numbers work yeah. out, but this is also a bit of like the Belichick gamesmanship. Like oh, his, yeah. his followers are like, he's the he's outsmarting yeah. everyone and everything. Like yeah. he's the and like you just got a good cornerback for good cornerback money. Yeah. Like that's what you got. Yeah. And like if you if you think you're setting the market, like you're setting it for a good cornerback money. Like it yeah. just it just either you did it for one right. reason or the other, but it happened yeah. the way it happened. Like yeah. it, it's not like yeah. The the one thing I will say is that if I mean if the if if Butler ends up signing his four million dollar qualifier, then then I think this certainly had a lot to do. Then then I would say that this was all a connected good move. Mm -hmm. But you know if he ends up signing an offer sheet and the Patriots match it, then like you know I don't see how they're really necessarily related. Like yeah. another team made him an offer, you ended up having to match it and pay him the money, or you let him go. Um, but if I think the way in this in which you can actually justify saying that this is a really smart like interconnected move is if now no team makes Butler an offer like like if that's the case then it's like wow like no everybody saw that Gilmore contract and didn't want to then offer Butler a contract you know so I I think it's interesting but I think he'll get offers uh, well well an actual offer that gets signed though because because you know if a team makes an offer they are on the hook for the first round pick if he if he signs it yeah so so that's the thing that teams have to keep in mind before doing it but. Either way, we'll see what happens. Personally, they already lost Logan Ryan. I really hope they find a way to keep Butler, um, but we'll see what happens. So I think I think Butler stays. I think so too. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, 
last point on this. I think that guys probably are often uh, persuaded by their agent. You know, so you mentioned earlier, like Butler shouldn't be pissed about anything because this is the way that it works, and also because he's been making 600k and now he should be in line for four million or more. You know, so like it's his third year and their fourth year in the league now. Um, he's not like a super established superstar. You know, he made he's made a couple of huge, huge plays in his career, but but I mean, you know, and he's become a number one cornerback. But it's not like he's Darrell Revis in his prime right yeah. now. I mean, he's he's a good corner. He's a really good cornerback. Um, and I think a lot of this might be the agent being fed up at some point of like the agent's the one making a portion of the money the player's making. Well, so, if you're an agent for anyone in the past, you have to be kind of pissed yeah, because that's yeah, just that's how they the op- that's, yeah, that's they how don't they care operate. how the agent feels. You, you know? can so it's, you can cut they, they'll cut ties with anybody at any time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, um, so that's that. The Pats have an active offseason so far. The Bucks signed Deshaun Jackson among a few others. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on the Bucks moves? Uh, I like them. I mean, everyone likes their signings. Like, do you dislike? Cooks, Ely, or Gilmore? No. No. Everyone yeah. likes the people you pick up because it's new, yeah. it's fresh. Usually it's yeah. an upgrade. I'm happy with it. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson's the big takeaway. Uh, Bucks had nobody. They had Russell Shepard, who was a special teams guy playing wide receiver. Uh, Mike Evans, obviously, is the be- one of the best receivers in the NFL. And Adam Humphreys, who's just kind of like a scat back wide receiver. He just catches screens and runs real fast. Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans, um, Eric Hamlet said it earlier on the show, It's it really is a, the perfect balance of a duo so like we were looking for a speedster um the bucks were considering john ross at number 19 although that was before he ran a, the fastest time of yeah. all time yeah at, at the combine so uh this was a really really good pickup he's 30 but he he's kind of like brent grimes he's, they're like the smaller guys the speedier guys are kind of younger than their age suggests yeah, he shouldn't be anywhere and, near the end um, pro football focus based on route running and and uh yards after catch clocked him as the second fastest person in the nfl last year mm-hmm. so he still got some speed um, and it's all he's going to do, it's pick your poison. It's do you want a jump ball versus Mike Evans at, at a mid-range, mid-level to, to a deep ball, yeah. intermediate level, or do you want a bomb? Like yeah. wh- who do you focus on? Do you want to try to cover the deep route or do you want to cover Mike Evans catching everything over the middle mm-hmm. and on the sideline? Like he, yeah. So um, I think the Bucks' offense is going to be very dangerous. We still need a safety. We still need a running back. Uh, I think we'll pick up a running back in the draft, but I'm very happy with – the way the Bucks have, have uh, handled this offseason. Yeah, it's a deep running back draft from everything I've heard. So uh, Dalvin Cook's been mentioned at mm-hmm. 19. Um, we've talked before about I don't the way lo- I feel about first-round running backs. Uh, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. And Jaquiz Rogers, we, we re-signed. And he, he did great when, we, when he was a starter for us for, for like four or five mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too sold on Dalvin Cook, I mean, I love him because he's a, he's a Knoll, but I'm with yeah. you. I'd rather pick like an offensive lineman that it, you'll know f- will be good for 10 years rather yeah. than a running back who could be good for two yeah. and then yeah. get hooked on painkillers. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so that's one thing. Certainly short, short, uh, average careers of running backs, but also running backs is one of those positions that I feel like might get skewed the most by high-profile names. You know, like, there's so many good... I mean, there are, like, tons well, of these after, guys out there are like, going to be good after, running After, like, the top three college running backs, I couldn't name you any. Yeah. And I'm sure they'd be just as good NFL players. There's a lot of... A ton of serviceable running backs. Yeah. Like, there's... Running back is probably the least in-demand position, you know, coming out of college. Yeah. The, the, how many running backs are there coming... Boston College has, like, five running backs. Yeah. Like, like that we all think are kind of good. Yeah. And they're... I mean... It's just, it's just, there's, there's so many running backs in All college. Right. Well, let's do this. I'm gonna run through the other big signings. You give yep. it a grade based on the person, the yep. team, the team's grade who is receiving the person. Yep. All right. 
The Bears get Mike Glennon. Uh, C plus. C plus. Fair enough. The Giants get Brandon Marshall. A minus. The Eagles get Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, B. The Jags get A.J. Bouye. A. Packers get Martellus Bennett. A. All right. An A for Martellus Bennett. I think so. That's some hometown bias. Well, I think with the Packers, uh, I think that the Packers' downfall in a couple straight years now has been their guys getting injured and not having enough weapons. So the lowest one is Bears get Mike Lennon. Why is that? I I don't know. (laughs) I just – I'm just not – Nobody's sold on Mike Lennon. Uh, so, I mean, uh, Mike Lennon will be fine, I think. The Bears are just so far away from being good, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know. No, they are. They're, I don't know. They're not good. They're, they, I, lost I, their best, they lost their best player. They're going to lose their quarterback. Like it's. I would just keep taking stabs at finding that guy. I mean, look at – like, you, you can point to a ton of these quarterbacks in the NFL that aren't the Peyton Mannings and Aaron Rodgers of the world who were drafted in the first round or drafted number one overall. There's plenty of guys – Dak Prescott last year was drafted in the third round, and he's now a Pro Bowl quarterback for the Cowboys. Yeah. I just, for me, I I would just be persistent in continuing to try to find your guy, as opposed to paying a lot of money to someone who probably isn't your Super Bowl guy. I don't know. Uh, for me, it's just like middling in 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 the intermediate. I'm, I'm area with you. Is, I'm with you. I have I have seen I Mike. I have seen Mike Lennon play, and he he has professional skills. Yeah, certainly. So it's not like you're wasting. It's like if you. If you picked him in the draft, you didn't waste a pick. Yeah. Unless you're the Bucs. <laughs> but seriously, he's he's got yeah. enough skills. I mean, yeah. He, the, he can participate. Like, the, he can play. There, there's something to be said for the business side. These these teams need to keep their fans and, coming to and, the game. They and, need to be competitive. And this is all going to be hindsight bias after the draft because the draft is the most important part into, like, the pieces, what, what teams are actually trying to do. Yeah. Whether it's a rebuild year or whether you're trying to win. Like, if the Bears pick up, a stud wide receiver and a stud running back, maybe yeah. they're going for it. Yeah. If they pick up two offensive, offensive linemen, linemen, a defensive yeah. lineman, like a li- like a middle linebacker, yeah. maybe they're kind of trying to build around bridge. something. Well, yeah, so yeah. you don't really know right. what they're trying to do until uh-huh. until they're doing it. So uh, all this is just hearsay until the draft. So that's true. The last piece we'll say is these are the people who are still on the market, and there's a lot of good names on this list: mm-hmm. um, Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lacy. Jamal Charles, LeGarrette Blunt, Tony Romo, Connor Barwin, and Josh Gordon, who people have also forgot about. Mm-hmm. So out of those names, who are the top two or three that you think are the most valuable or the best people still on the, still uh, hmm. without a team? Hmm. Well, And very, don't say LeGarrette Blunt. It's definitely not LeGarrette Blunt. Um, I think the Patriots only bring back Blunt at a minimum salary. I, I think Blunt's an okay piece. Um, he's great for most when touch, you're... Most touchdowns in the league? He... he, he I, I don't want to take away from what LeGarrette Blount does. <laughs> I, um, I think LeGarrette Blount's an important piece to having a good regular season record, um, beating up on bad teams. I don't think that he's the guy that you turn give the ball to in the Super Bowl, for example. They have never they continually don't do that in the Super Bowl because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's not very good. Uh, he's just an okay running back, I think. Um, I, I would be very tempted to say Jamal Charles is the best piece on this, on this list because of his versatility as a receiving running back. I feel like he that fits with any team that needs him. Adrian Peterson worries me because the league's moved away from that and because he's got so much mileage. Yeah, I'm going to say Jamal Charles and Josh Gordon are the highest upside pieces. I was going to say Josh Gordon too. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go Tony Romo, Josh Gordon. I think. Okay. Yeah, well, if you're the right team, Tony. Yeah, Romo's Tony Romo makes yeah. your team a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. If, if the you're the Broncos, the Broncos are or maybe the Texans even. Yeah, like you can be a Super Bowl contender if yeah. you pick up Tony Romo. Um, Josh Gordon, I think. Obviously, he's had some off-the-field issues, 
but on the field, he's one of the best, still one of the best players. Yeah. Like we we saw what was it, twelve total games of his career. Yeah. But and he was breaking records left and right. So yeah. I think if he gets it together, which people do in the in the NFL, you just have one good year that can change a team. So yeah. I w- I don't want him on my team. I I think the off field issues kind of hinder a team's growth. But if you're trying to get the best player on the market, I think Josh Gordon is yeah. certainly up there. And Eddie Lacy sucks. Yeah, uh, don't give He's Eddie so Lacy any fat. money. so fat. I hate him. Yeah, I agree with that. So freaking fat. So uh, so that's that for NFL free agency, and that does it for the fourth quarter. That's it. No more so sports. Bring us to the final Wait, drive. Actually, you I want to yep. say, okay. say one thing. Do it. The Lightning are climbing back into it. Oh, I just, I just jinxed it. I know I just jinxed <laughs> it. But either way, um, they look like they have a shot. They were way out of it. Yeah, uh, now they're it's going to be a tight race. It's going to be a tight in race East. in the East. There's there's two spots I think up for grabs, and there's probably five teams that are going for them. And it's so. close. They're, yeah, they're, and it's they've close. separated from the rest of the pack, and yeah. now those teams yeah. are battling out for the last few playoff spots. And, and in the Atlantic, which is the Lightning and Bruins division, the Canadians at the top are still within reach. You know, for some of these teams, so th- th- there's really two two playoff spots open. But ultimately, in the Atlantic division, all of the spots are still kind of up for grabs in these last ten or fifteen games. So. Uh, interesting to note that. So. That's it. Alrighty, final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second? I'll go second this All time, right, Derek. I'll go first. Mine will be quick. Uh, Waterville Valley went there skiing for the first time this weekend. Hadn't been uh, to Waterville to ski before. Uh, nice little mountain. Uh, good place. If you, I think I would recommend it if you're get, trying to start skiing, like if it's, if it's new to you. They have some good little easy trails. A couple of my cousins were learning uh, this past weekend. Uh, insanely cold on Saturday when I went. It was negative 9 degrees with negative 27 wind chill. It was uh, very, very, very cold, but uh, still pretty enjoyable. Uh, good mountain, and I don't have much more to say than that. Just wanted to check in and say I went there. Checking in. It was good. So, <laughs> All right. Using the Snapchat geo filter. <laughs> yep. uh, my final drive is a show that um, we've we – you watched the first episode. I've actually watched the entire first season now, or at least all but one episode. And I really like it. We've never mentioned it on this podcast. Is Taboo by um, I don't know who it's by, but it, it's featuring Tom Hardy. He's the, he's the big name. It's super creepy. It's it's a really really good period piece. Um, it's right before the American Revolution. So Tom Hardy is obviously a great actor. He's one of those guys like Johnny Depp who just dives into a role and becomes a crazy character. And the show title Taboo is is exactly what this show is. It is creepy, it is weird, it's gross at times, but it's so clever and it's very, very unique. Um, I like it a lot. It's a little too much at times, but Tom Hardy is a little too much at times. It's just kind of how he is. Uh, And I like it. So, Taboo, I'm not finished with season one, but if you haven't given it a shot and you like intense period pieces, I would say give it a shot. You do have to pay really close attention when you're watching. It's It's a show that makes you think. It's but it's super clever because they're also touching on the revolution and how the Americans are kind of spies in London or in England and how the East India Company is controlling trade and how they're affecting the American Revolution, blah, blah. So there's all these different like real historical side plots uh, beyond just Tom Hardy being a crazy person. <laughs> um, either way, I like it a lot. If you haven't given it a shot, give it a shot. It's an hour long each episode very well done taboo all right taboo there it is um so we can look forward to a rating on that later once you've finished it all up so uh that's that for episode 57 of you heard it here second uh thanks again to our sponsor indwelling uh head over to indwelling.org i-n-n dwelling.org to join in on the march madness pool 
And we'll stay updated with that next week uh, as we will take a look at how we're doing and how everyone else is doing in that pool. So Yep. And if, if you're playing in the pool and listening to the podcast, let us know. And if you're beating us, we'll give you a shout-out. All righty. So that's it for 57. We'll see you guys next week for episode 58. Later days.